Hi, welcome to Convos with the Euros. I'm Daniel. And I'm Carla. We are a married couple sharing weekly conversations about God, family, ministry, and everything in between. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Combos with the Euros. Hello, hello. So happy that you are here. And listen, do not forget to leave us a review today. It really helps our podcast and get the word out about the amazing conversations that we're having over here. Yes, we like that you guys join us and we would like for other people to join us as well in this conversation. Yes. So since you opened up today, Carla, I'm going to introduce the uh the topic for today um we wanted to originally talk about uh gender roles um and that's something we're still going to mention today um but we actually flipped the script a little bit and we want to talk about uh marriage um and more specifically godly marriage um something that we feel which is why we we kind of changed the topic a little bit because we feel like it's being attacked heavily um the the home is being attacked by the enemy, the house with the with the parents and, and the children and and um, and God being the center of that all, God being the the center of the nucleus family. It's being attacked, and we as the church, we are responsible for stepping in and um, and closing that gap that's widening between what it is to be a godly home and Christ, you know, and, and what it is to be a godly home and that actually reaching the homes because it's not there anymore. People don't don't appreciate or people don't uh, pursue uh, a godly home, a godly marriage, godly relationship with yeah. your kids or with your spouse. And these are ideas that I think more and more people are saying, oh, this is so antiquated. And, yes. oh, they're just trying to um, one size fits all. Because we're living in, in a postmodern um, culture right now. Yeah. It's the way that it's being. Um, the what ter- do you mean the- by that? Postmodern. Yeah. So basically this this term, what is saying is that we are living in a culture where they're rejecting so many of these ideas about like the nuclear family, mm-hmm. fathers in the home, about, um, you know, marriage being between a man and a woman, about just all of these ideas are being so rejected by society right now. Yeah. And not I, what we believe, honestly, is not for good. It's going to lead to... Um, a lot of honestly dysfunction right it's gonna lead to a lot of confusion with um yeah with with kids getting to a point where they don't really know uh stability Um, yeah yeah and and i will say that the culture right now the the way that the trends are going is it's so about question everything question everything question everything and listen the world isn't perfect the government isn't perfect. Not even every church that you step into is going to be perfect. Right. But what the word has established, we cannot change. Mm-hmm. And even if you just think about it logically, if we're not even saying that some of the things written in scripture, oh, were well, when they wrote that, you know, that's not what God meant, right? Because that that is kind of the the the, the, the vibe, way of thinking. The what everybody's saying now. Yeah, you want to talk about a vibe? That's the vibe that the world is giving right now, mm-hmm. right? It's it's question everything that God really mean that when he said that mm. or or oh well homosexuality is in the bible it's there you know it's like some people are claiming between Jonathan and King, King David. David no that's not what happened right. <laughs> 
but but you're even seeing ministers, Daniel. Mm-hmm. You're seeing even ministers, and we spoke about that. It's it's part of this. really heavily part of this woke culture, yeah. Where they're trying to um, they're trying to paint the church in the image of Christ instead of um, or paint uh, Christ, Christ in their yeah. image instead of painting the church in the image of Christ. I love that they they they're preaching Jesus through their human fleshly desires sinful nature they're mm-hmm. painting jesus through those lenses rather no we need to to submit and, and we, we need to change ourselves and we need to um adapt ourselves to jesus like right. we need to change some of the things that we have going on so that we look more like jesus the bible doesn't say jesus is more like us the bible says we need to become more, more like, like him mm-hmm. so that is what's leading us to this discussion this conversation that we're inviting you today to sit down with us right here in the dining room table pull up a chair Get a coffee, whatever you drink. We don't drink coffee. Hey, coffee. Yeah, we're not coffee drinkers. Sorry, Sorry. guys. Sorry. But, you know, whatever you want to drink. We don't even drink tea. We're la- no. Are we lame, Daniel? Just water. Just water. No, for real. Like, we literally have, like, here, I'm going to, so you can hear it. <laughs> we have our hydro flasks here. Like, we literally just drink water, ice water. Mm. <laughs> Does it make it fancier because it's iced? No, it's just, it's water with colder water. That's actually true yeah, i don't think it makes it fancy but anyways that's yeah. what's leading us to to this conversation today yeah. about marriage relationships in terms of like a man and a woman and um even some you know we're just gonna dabble i think right. in, a, in a couple different subjects around this this you know umbrella topic of of uh right men and women and and right marriage. and i mean off right off the back we believe that that marriage is between a man and a woman um yeah and should remain that way um, and, and I think it's time for Christians to say that without yeah. sounding apologetic about it. Right. We believe that because that's what the Bible says. And and we say that with all the love in the world. That doesn't mean if we we see someone or know someone that's living in a lifestyle that we disagree with, the Bible disagrees with, because let's just, you know, say that right off the bat. The Bible disagrees with that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Even um, though some some churches are actually rising up, Daniel. And I was listening um, to the Alisa, Alyssa, Alyssa Childers. I hope I'm saying her name correctly, but we'll try to link um, her podcast down below. But mm-hmm. she was talking about, um, and she's really heavy into apologetics. And I, yeah. I love listening to her podcast and watching her videos on Is YouTube. Is she the one that's part of Daily Wire or no? No, no, she's not. Okay. I no, no. She was. She's a Christian, no. Um, no, but Daily Wire is like conservative, but yeah. she's like full-blown like Bible and apologetics and stuff. Okay. So. Really good podcast if you're interested in these type of subjects. And, and we even had, if you have not listened to that episode yet, you should definitely listen to it after this one. Mm-hmm. We did an entire episode on exposing the lies of progressive, progressive Christianity. Progressive Christianity, yep. And it was so, it was really great, I think, segue into this conversation. But um, there's churches rising up, Daniel, that are literally preaching that um, homosexual lifestyles, um, the trans agenda, the LGBTQI, I, honestly, I don't know them all. But it's a lot now. <laughs> but yeah. because it's, it's non-binary, all of these things are right. Um, and there's even churches that are even milder than this. So that's how mm-hmm. subtle it can be. There, There's actually churches that I just learned about that this week. That there are some that are A and B. There's some that believe, oh, you know, it's okay to be homosexual. There's some that will blatantly say it's okay to enter into that lifestyle. Totally fine. And then there's other churches that are saying, oh, you know, you struggle with this area, right? Um, you're fine as long as you do not enter into the act of 
you know, of sex. If you do not enter into the act, then you're still okay. There's churches preaching this Mm. and no, it is still not okay. Mm. Like we need to submit that sinful nature to Christ and to the Lord. Um, so that's, that's one of the big reasons we want to talk about this today because there are actual churches who are actually preaching that these things are okay. And unfortunately it doesn't matter which way they try to paint the Mm -hmm. Bible. The Bible is a truth. It is concrete and it is, it cannot be changed. What and is we, in there is truth. We have to be very careful that in in the light of being accepting, we don't become conforming. Um, we yeah. have to we have to yeah. really really play play close to the to the edge there <clears throat> because the scripture does um, talk about you know coming in, uh, but you don't come and and stay the same for forever you allow the holy spirit to work in you just as the apostle paul spoke consistently in the scripture how he would die every day to his former man and walk in glory with christ how every day he had to pick up his cross and walk and that although it's so um it's such a minute phrase and, and so uh such a short phrase that i i every day i carry my cross it, it it weighs so much. It weighs so much because what you're deciding to do is get up every single day and understand that it is still a struggle. Understand that you still have to fight. Understand that you still have to have this burden on your shoulders. Understand that it's not going to be a walk in the park. That it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world. But you choose to do it because of the glory that you will see at the end of the road. Yeah, salvation. Um, the Bible is so clear on, and and I've seen this argument, Daniel, like I've seen the argument of, well, um, hate the sin, but not the sinner. I've also heard the argument of, you know, we can't judge others. We got to judge ourselves first. And that is based on the Bible verse that says the exact scripture escapes my mind right now, but it says, don't look at the speck in your brother's eye, look at the log in your own eye. And I believe that's Jesus himself who says that. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot of arguments surrounding the subject and you're hearing all kinds of things you're hearing. Oh, well, And you can't judge me. Only God can judge me, which the Bible is the word of God. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) but anyways, um, but anyways, (laughs) but anyways, um, so, so you're, you're, you're seeing just so many crazy arguments around the subject, but the word of God is the word of God. And just because you don't like it. Yeah. Doesn't mean you can change it. Yeah. They, they, they flip it. It's, it's really frustrating because you're, you're reading the scripture and you, you think it's, uh, it's kind of cut clear, but then, um, we have a lot of, uh, progressives nowadays that are, are taking the scripture and saying, you know, that's not what they really meant when they wrote that. This is what they actually meant. It's an interpretation. Yeah. You can't, you can't turn the scripture and you can't twist the arm of God to fit whatever your lifestyle is. I actually did a whole video um, on my YouTube channel, which I started my own YouTube channel. It's just called Carly Yoro. If you guys are interested in listening or in uh, watching some of my videos over there, I I just do like lifestyle and vlogs and stuff. But sometimes I just do sit down videos and I talk about the Bible and Mm -hmm. and some of these subjects that we cover here as well. But I I did a whole um, video on the Bible and like the basics of the Bible, which we actually have a podcast episode. We're going to talk about the basics of faith, but coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Going to be a really good one. But 
we 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 need to to start teaching people to read the bible for themselves mm -hmm. because if not you're going to be told like you know that phrase oh, don't be told mm -hmm. be there don't be told the same thing is like with the bible don't don't just be told what it says like the bible literally teaches us read it for yourself scrutinize it for yourself like yeah. there was some early christians and and their stories in the bible like they would preach to them and it says that they would go home every day after they received the word from from um the apostles and then they would go they home would put it against the word and, of God. and they would they would study what the 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 you know the old testament said and they would study what the bible said and mm -hmm. they would look up the things that they these men were talking about to confirm that they were true and honestly that's the attitude that we should all have as Christians, I don't want someone to lead me astray and sell me a lie because a lie feels good and it mm -hmm. feeds my own, you know, selfish desires and selfish ambitions. Like I want to read the Bible for myself. Right. And, and, and I was talking in my YouTube video about that. Like, you know, it's time to learn, you know, how to read it for yourself. I know reading the Bible can be daunting sometimes. I don't know your experience, Daniel, and when you came to faith, but I accepted Christ into my life. Um, at 12 years old and I was born in it. Yeah. I, my family would, they weren't Christians when mm -hmm. I was growing up. And then when I was about 12 ish years old, um, my, one of my aunts started taking us to church and that's when we really started studying the Bible. And I started studying it for myself at that early age, I was reading it and it was daunting. I mean, there was some scriptures like talking about there's angels that have eyes on their wings. And I was like, what <laughs> is this? Like, this is scary, hmm. but I would go to my aunt, you know, someone that I trusted, someone that taught the word and, and, um, read it for herself questions. and would read books and instructed herself and i would ask her questions i would ask her why why does it talk about these creepy things and <laughs> this is weird and this is scary and she was like no 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 this is what's happening oh this was a vision a prophet had this is what that vision meant like this is historically what was happening in this book in the bible and that's why there was war and that's why this instructions were given to the like she would explain things to me and break them down and i would like oh, okay once i understood context and mm -hmm. things like that and i think a lot of people need to to start reading the bible for for themselves right. when i would start reading it for myself i would start reading sometimes and 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 maybe not fully grasping everything I was reading because I didn't know, like I said, I didn't have like, you know, four years of Bible college or something like that. I was just reading it and, and do my own research and, and trying to understand the time period, things like that. But I would just start crying. Like I would be reading the book of Psalms and I would just start crying because the Psalms are songs and poems. It's and so funny because, um, I, I had a, a similar thing. I was born in the gospel. Um, but I didn't really start, uh, really pushing until maybe high school, um, maybe even a little bit like, no, like high school, definitely high school. Um, and I started really, uh, really going into the scripture for myself. Um, and that happened because I was always surrounded by young adults and I didn't want to feel left out every time they would go hang out and stuff. They would talk about the Bible a lot. Um, and I felt embarrassed because like I, I didn't, I wanted to be a part of the conversation. I was always with my my older sister and I didn't want to be left out. So um, I started to talk like them, talk with them about these things. Um, and in reading the scripture, I I, I had uh, I grew a love. And and this was something that I shared with my mother, too, like uh, like that, that that love, that passion for the scripture that we would read it and just get so emotional off of one story that we read. And and uh, it reminds me of. Um, 
of my, my favorite, my favorite story, my favorite story in the world in the scripture with the story of Benaiah, just simple verses. And it says that he, he jumped into the middle of a pit with a lion on a snowy day. And that's it. That's the verse. And there's two books. There's a message series. I've preached like three, three or four times on different types of uh, or different messages on this just one verse. When you're reading the scripture, it's more than just the words on the page, but it's a story. It's a background. It's a miracle after a miracle after a miracle. It's everything that you're reading, everything that you're putting into perspective that you are bringing to today. And on top of that, you have God revealing things to you little by little as you continue to read the scripture. I love that. It's just as you... um read it for yourself. The the Bible, the word of God, it's such, to me, it's like alive. Is, is that weird? No, it's not weird. <laughs> but it is, it, the, it the word of changes. God is powerful. Like the word of God is powerful. It's like no book. Let that me you'll fix read. that because I sounded wrong. I said what? it almost changes, but the word of God no. doesn't change, but it changes it, you. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. What oh. I mean, like it, like I can in this situation, I've read scriptures oh, I when I was going mean. through the yeah. situation with my dad that hit way different in this situation today. Like it's it's almost like you, for example, like the Psalms. David is the author of many Psalms and he writes some of those Psalms when he was in the midst of his worst moments of his life. Mm-hmm. And you read that and you're like, oh, wow, that was, that was, that was a deep that one. That was dark. <laughs> but then when you're actually going through like a horrible season in your life, that sounded gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> I <was> like, horrible. <laughs> but like when you're going through a bad season in your life, you're mm-hmm. reading that Psalm that you maybe read years ago or you've been reading your whole life and it hits different. Like Psalm 23 is a really famous one. If, if you've never, um, have read it, you might, this might sound familiar, but you know, he leads me beside still waters. And, um, why is that all I can remember right now? But you know what I mean? Like it hits different. <laughs> it hits different when you're going through a really tough situation because yeah. you're like the Lord. Oh, there we go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, you know, when you're going through that really, for example, really difficult financial mm-hmm. situation, um, it hits different because right. you're like, I need him mm-hmm. to be my shepherd. Right. I need him to provide because if he doesn't, it, there's there's no it. choice. We're not going to make it. Yeah. So the Bible has that quality about it, that, that the word of God is so powerful. And then the it's spirit so of God just help like like he he ministers to you man that bible mm-hmm. verse oh that's a nice bible verse you know it, it it touches me but then you read it and and at the right moment he just really gives you that place word. and the holy spirit is just pushing into your heart letting you understand what it means and mm-hmm. you're like now i get it lord mm-hmm. and it has so many layers sometimes i feel like the bible is such an onion <laughs> <laughs> okay shrek. Uh, okay shrek yeah I caught Daniel watching the Shrek Stop. movies the other day. I was like, what are you watching? He's Somebody like, I'm watching. Somebody once told me. Why was that so good? <laughs> I love it when you sing that song. But anyways, by the way, we might be dating ourselves here, but I grew up dating ourselves like if we're yeah, 100 years old. That's weird. But literally, if you have not, you didn't grow up watching the Shrek movies, I'm sorry that your childhood was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> like i feel like our generation had the best movies like yeah. the 90s and the, the early 2000s like pixar DreamWorks. and disney movies and yeah sorry guys i mean, wrong. i'm not gonna i'm decade. not gonna lie marvel's killing the game they i are feel like it. they are the oh my gosh 
I think the episode of <gasps> Moon Knight came out. Guys, why was that show so good? It's Sorry. So good. Like this hello, is such a squirrel moment. Hello, but we hello we like there, to <laughs> <laughs> We like to leave these canon moments in because they're just so funny. We listen to our podcast episodes sometimes to to check the audio and everything. Yeah. And we just die laughing at some of the things we do. <laughs> By the way, if you We're guys like have not pulling seen, up to a stop sign, like, oh, who are you guys listening to? Us. Ourselves. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, narcissistic. Uh, but anyways, if you guys haven't watched, what's the name of the show again? I forget the name. Moon Knight. If you guys haven't watched our show, there's this creepy th- creature thing. Y- y'all know. It comes out in the first episode. It has like a beak. <laughs> I was like not She almost okay. told me to turn it off. Like, turn it off. This thing is creepy. And then it was like <laughs> not a scary. Li- anyways. But um, yeah, like I feel like the Bible just has its layers to it. And as you read it more and more, as you study it more and more, you're like, oh my gosh, mm. this was deeper. This was crazy. And it's such a big book. Like yes. it's a, like the Bible can be so thick. Like, the you know, the Bible pages are always so thin. Um, and it's still such a thick book. Yeah. There's so much. To, it's, it's, it's almost like exciting how, right. how so much you can get out of it. This is, this is so interesting because we have led into a conversation about how important the scripture is. Yeah. And I, I think that that is like really key. Because the the conversation is supposed to be about um, gender roles and marriage, but we're talking about the importance of scripture. And I'm sorry, but you will never be able to find any answers to any questions about gender roles, questions about marriage, if you're not looking in the scripture and you're not going to find them clear and concise. They won't be. But if you read through the scripture, if you study, if you scrutinize the word, and if you Mm -hmm. allow the Holy Spirit to work and do his thing, you will be revealed the written word of God. Because I don't want to be given someone's opinions. Like, okay, give me the truth. I mean, we're living in such a world of opinion. Everyone has something to say. Mm -hmm. And... I'm tired of hearing what people have to say because honestly, I'm hearing some crazy stuff. <laughs> I want the truth. That doesn't any. Don't you ever feel like that? Yeah, that's actually one of the reasons why we um we started this podcast. Yeah, we're, we're listening we're, to people talk and we're like, no, no, bro, you're done. And it's not to say <laughs> like, well, I can do it better, so why don't I just do it then? No, it's not that. It's I can speak the truth, so I should. And not only that, it's, we're not speaking our truth because, okay. Oh, that's another big deal. My that's truth. another thing happening in our world today. Like, everyone has their truth. Yeah. But truth isn't relative. Truth is objective. In right. other words, truth has it's, nothing to do with your opinion. It's not subjective to how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, truth has nothing to do with how you feel. Truth is truth no matter what you think. Like, you cannot change facts. Mm. You know, we 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 actually really like what uh, Ben Shapiro his, says. His tag, his coin, his line. Yes, he he says you will. Facts wait, don't care about your. This feelings. was the wrong quote. <laughs> yeah. He says facts don't care about your feelings, and it is so true. And honestly, I I think sometimes as Christians we're so scared to be polarizing. Because I mm. think there's just so much division in the world yeah. already. And we're like, well, we're Christians, so we're supposed to bring people together. And I believe it. In the scripture, as you go through the scripture, yeah. Christ was a unifying figure. Let, let, oh, Daniel, I, listen, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about this point. And it hit me so hard, like in my heart, like it, it hit me hard. You felt it. Listen, we talk so much in the church and even in the world, because this is not just something happening in the church. This is mm-hmm. happening in the world. We're, we're always talking about unity 
and the importance of unity. You know, the Bible, yes, calls us to, to fellowship with one another, to to not cease to congregate, you know, in, in a church, mm-hmm. all of these things. But you know who the main the, the, the main unity we're supposed to have? Hmm. Unity with Christ. Hmm. Not to not be other. separated from the Lord. Mm. To not be separated from God by sin. Because sin is basically what, what causes separation, separation between, man, between and God. man and God. Not between man being God. We got to, we, like nowadays we have to just say it. <laughs> like we have to correct so many things. Yeah. Listen, man and God. The You know, like between us and our Savior God. Like yeah. Not between us becoming our own gods. No, we need unity with Christ because we need unity with the Lord. Right, That's what we're created we are for. Lost. We are because lost. We without are lost him. without him. And the world and, and culture yes. and even Christians are always talking about unity, unity, unity. Listen, you're not always going to have unity. It's unity with Christ. It, that's mm-hmm. what we need to be concerned with because that is what's going to have that's eternal actually really weight good. To Christ it. is a unifying figure with you, not you a unifying figure with someone else. Because at the end of the day, they like. Christians, like I said, don't want to be polarizing. They, they, they want to bring unity. They want to be peacemakers, which are sound right. uh, like great things. Right. But even Jesus said that he came to set father against son, that he, that he came, he, he came basically to shake things up, right. that he, he came to mess up some people's way of thinking that he, he came to, to challenge, like, like Jesus challenged the religious leaders of his time. Mm-hmm. He called them brutal vipers. He called them, uh, like, like one of my favorite Bible verses, is it John the Baptist that literally turns to, to the religious leaders and he says, you brutal vipers, you yeah. serpents, yeah. liars, you schemers, you, mm-hmm. you, you, you put all of these sanctions, all of these rules on people that you don't follow yourself. And I think it's time for the people of God to be like, you know what? Um, even if people don't like it, we're going to speak the truth. Mm-hmm. And that truth might hurt some feelings and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And it's, 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 I love it because um, Jesus in the in the New Testament in one of the miracles that he performed with the um, with Jairus's daughter, um, I it's we we've spoken about it a few times on this podcast. But in the miracle that he performed with his daughter, mm. um, when he goes into the house, Jesus kicked everybody out. That's he so kicked good. everybody out, and it's it's we talk about Jesus being this inclusive figure, this. Oh, you know, everybody loves, you know, it's love, 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 love. You know, yeah. you don't hate. No, he kicked people out. He kicked people out. He said, you, you, you're, you're, you're messing with the atmosphere. I won't be yeah. able to perform this miracle. This and girl won't see life again if you don't leave. To bring context into that, like Jesus, um, like in those, in that time in history, like mm-hmm. one of the big things that they did is that they had professional mourners. So annoying. Yep. And so they would hire these professional mourners and their job was to set the atmosphere. Someone would die and they would run up into that, you know, funeral or whatever person's home. And they would literally, they would do the most cry. They would do the most. They would cry, throw themselves on the floor. Um, especially if this was like a wealthy family, they can afford quite a show. Yeah. They could put, they could put together a show. Broadway had nothing on these people. And basically their job was to like set the atmosphere for yeah. the morning. Yeah. And can I just say we got some professional oh my gosh. people around in our world nowadays. It's not even in the church. Sometimes it's in our no, lives. No, 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 There's the so church. many of them. Like, like in the world. Like we got so many people who are just, oh, speak your truth. And I don't have a gender, but you can call me uh, 
uh, them and and but it, but then if your truth changes and your left kidney tells you to call me a oh, man like it's just it it's insane and it they're coming insane. up with and i'm not saying like psychological disorders or mental disorders but people are coming up with new um handicaps all the time to to, to call it out and say well i can't do this because um because i don't have a gender right because oh and, yeah i'm 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 attacked too yeah. because um, I, I don't fit in anywhere. I'm, I want to be a cat, but I feel like a dog, but I'm actually a mouse that's on a stick that's on a it's lion's almost like tail. If we like keep it's, going in it's that changing. direction. Yeah. It's almost like if we keep going in that same direction, it's going to get crazy. It's, it's going to start making absolutely, I mean, it already makes no sense, but it's going to really start making no sense. <laughs> yeah. and, and the thing is, it is so concerning. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that it has to be miserable to deny your yourself. very, your, oh I mean, and, and deny yourself in, in the sense of like deny the very fact of what you were created as. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, we say this with love. Like we, we don't say it with judgment and meanness and this and that. Right. But it's just, it, it doesn't just looks even, exhausting. it looks, it looks exhausting and it really makes no sense. Um, I am so proud to be a woman. And I think even just saying that phrase nowadays like mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. sets off mm-hmm. a reaction in people and it's I'm almost proud like a woman too and i'm proud that you are a man like that it, like there's just beauty and and the fact that i am a woman oh there's a whole lot of beauty can you go somewhere <laughs> but the, but there's just this there's beauty in marriage mm-hmm. marriage is oh my goodness such a beautiful thing in so many ways like and and the companionship and the the camaraderie and the we're partners in this that we're gonna we're, we're gonna you know, do the rest of our lives together and we're going to create a family and we're right. we're going to accomplish amazing things for the Lord and the adventures will go. Like marriage is such a beautiful thing. And for me to marriage see- Marriage is an adventure. And we've only been married three, oh my gosh, no, two and a half years yeah. at this point. And it, like we've been married such a small amount of time that and we've been through so much in that small amount of time. It feels like a um, lot of time. If you want to hear some of our story, listen to our last episode titled Mar- Why We Believe in Miracles. Yeah, we speak a lot about our story. Mm-hmm. We go into detail, like into actually like the medical things that happen and stuff. So if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure to listen and leave a, you know, beautiful review. Yes, we appreciate please. that. Thank you. <laughs> but, shameless um, plug. Yeah, for real. No shame. But um, just to see the attack on marriage when I've had to fight so hard, you know, for oh, ours. Oh, that's so good. That yeah. is so good. It's it sucks because you you don't. It's something you cherish so much, and it's almost mm-hmm. like um, I, I've seen it in TV shows where there's families that they're unable to have kids. Yeah, they're unable to have kids, and they're so sad because there's um uh, parents out there or people out there that are just abusing their kids, yeah. and and here is this family. That's wishing they had that blessing. And even the killing of unborn children. Like we are, mm-hmm. we are pro-life. And, and I know, again, a lot of people attack that viewpoint and they say, oh, if you're pro-life, stipulations you know, and stuff. Yeah. people have the right to do with their bodies as they want. You do with your body as you want. But that child, that's another human life, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to get into that. But, you know, there's just such an attack on, on gender and there's such an attack on marriage and there's such an attack on because because now you're not it's not just gender now it's like well are you cisgender right no it's just gender it's just gender right. and, and you and know the, the truth crazy. of the matter is the attack 
is on one's identity. And this has been going on for years. And, and that's really good, Daniel, because I was also listening to, um, I always mentioned the Alyssa Childers podcast, but it is so, it, it is just such a wealth of information. Um, and if you don't know her story, it's really awesome. She was, she actually got discipled in a progressive church and then had her eyes open and said, hold up. You know, there, this is, this is not sounding like the scriptures, but mm-hmm. anyways, so she, she, she had a guest on and I, the name of the guest escapes me, but man, he was just a wealth of knowledge. So he was actually living a homosexual lifestyle and let this lifestyle that he was just spiraling, led him to, um, do drugs and stuff like that. No, we're not saying that all homosexual people do drugs, but mm-hmm. we're saying that that was his story. Yeah. Um, and he ended up, um, contracting AIDS or, or HIV and his story is just so crazy because he, he went through that and then he went through receiving the Lord and then having to understand that it's not okay to live in that lifestyle and to feel those things and, and, and having to submit that to the Lord. And so his testimony was pretty, you know, awesome. And he started talking about something that really caught my eye, mm-hmm. Daniel, that, that really kind of wraps up everything we've spoken about today. Yeah. And that is that so many people in this progressive movement that has spilled into even politics and even into what's being taught in schools. And Mm. it is alarming. Um, some of these, uh, things that they're teaching boil down to make your sexual orientation, your identity. And that is a problem because those fleshly desires of ours, Mm -hmm. the, 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 those are things that are, um, they don't define sinful you. nature. Yeah. They're, they're sinful nature. Those are things are not meant to be who you are right? because who you are is a created son and daughter of God. You are the, you're a child of God. You were created by him. The Bible says in Jeremiah that he knit you together in your mother's womb. He gave you a purpose and a destiny, a future for good and for not for harm. God gave you a purpose and he like, like he created you. I mean, scientists are yet to, to understand some of the mysteries that take place inside the womb of a woman. Like Mm. it is such a supernatural and powerful, um, process that happens inside a woman. It is just supernatural. And for people to say that it's the sexual orientation to say that it's these feelings that you have that are really boiled down to a sinful nature that mm-hmm. we are born with because of the broken world that, that this broken state of the world, it really fires me up because it makes me go like, wait a minute, that is not God's intent for mm-hmm. us. That That's not even good right. for us. Right. 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 Because it, it just creates so much confusion. And then you feel yeah. like you're, you're generating, you're, you're creating a generation of people who don't really know themselves. And there was a, a yeah. story or not a story, but it's like a little analogy. I think I've said it on here before. Um, it says tough times create strong men, strong men create easy times and easy times create weak men. And weak men create tough times. And so the cycle. And it's just this cycle. But we have to break it. We have to break it by this next generation. Teaching them is not, oh, not how to be, oh, you got to be a tough man. You got to go and hunt. No, but you have to teach them the biblical standards of what being a man is. Wives teach the girls of of biblical standards of what being a woman is and and don't shy them away from that. So many people are scared to to hit on this topic. And and let me, uh, we want to read a Bible verse um, for for you who are listening. Um, In Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to read a couple of Bible verses here, starting with Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. And I think a lot of people read this Bible verse, Daniel, and oh, I I think it makes some people's skin crawl because... 
we'll we'll get into it in a second. But here's what it says in Ephesians 5, verse 22. Wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything. Um, we'll leave it at that. And then we're, we're going to read um, on to verse 25 in just a second. But Ephesians 5, 22 through 24, I think sets a lot of people off because it's like, oh, wives submit to your husbands and, and you have to obey them. And I think we get a lot of women and now of course with this whole feminist movement um candace owens which is someone that i personally just love listening to to some some of her stuff um she was talking about how she's like an she's like a an antique i think is the way she put an antique feminist like Hmm. women should have rights like yeah we should vote and we should get the right to get paid just as much as any man Honestly, I'm all for that. Yeah. But this is where I really draw a huge line in the sand when it comes to the feminist movement. And it is when they are constantly trying to blame everything that's wrong with the world on a man. Or, like, or the systemic um, systemic manhood. Yeah. Like, oh, systemic misogyny and, and the oppression of women. And I am totally going to debunk that, kick that out of here. Like, get get out of here with that stuff like Hmm. like honestly it's just so it makes me angry because i think what it ends up doing is actually just taking power away from a woman and um what this bible verse is saying here wives submit to yourselves uh, or submit yourself to your own husbands as you do to the lord oh my gosh so many people get so fired about fired up about it oh christians and conservatives and all these people they just want women to be oppressed by their husbands and all these things right but what they don't understand and a lot of these um these anti-conservatives and all that stuff is in Ephesians 5, 28 through 29, just a, a few verses mm-hmm. down. It says, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves, loves himself. It's supposed to be a two part thing. So you have a lot of marriages yeah. that the the wife might be submitting to the husband, but the husband isn't performing his role either. Like to love your wife as you love yourself. Like basically it's like if you would not harm yourself, if, if you love yourself and you would buy yourself the best things and you would treat yourself so good, you better be treating Treat your that partner woman likewise. like you would want to be treated. Right. But Daniel, read verse 29 because that one, that one also gets uh, down to business. Yeah. So in verse 29, after we, we just read verse 28, it says, For no one has ever hated his own flesh, but, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. That is so good. And, and then it goes on to talk about um, that famous Bible verse for a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. Yep. In other words, a man, you are to leave everything mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. And, and so we get so caught up in like, why do women have to submit to their husbands? Because they should be <laughs> loving you and, 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 and listening to you and yes. taking an account what you're saying. Right. And, and they should be caring for you as they were caring for themselves because they're supposed to love you the same, right. the same immense and love of God that I think a lot of people don't even argue. Like the, God loves us immensely and, and powerfully and relentlessly. You're supposed to love your wife that way. Mm-hmm. And this That's is one thing that I feel really strongly about, especially when it comes to dealing with, um, with relationships and, and how men are treating their woman. Um, because it's, it's special. You have to treat them gently. 
Yeah. Um, you have to treat them with love. You have to treat them with kindness. Treat them as that delicate flower that they are. And it's not to um, degrade them or downgrade them, but you want to make sure they're cared for. They're nourishing your children. They're building up your home. They're protecting your family. So well, you while they protect your kids, you protect the home. You do that job as to which you are called to do, which is to be the man of the house. That's yeah. what the men are called to do. Absolutely. Jesus had multiple women involved in his ministry, women that it actually says that these like there was a, a woman that I'm thinking of specifically that her name escapes me, but she actually um, funded uh, provided you know offerings to jesus's ministry and mm -hmm. she was a wife of a very wealthy man there was also a woman who was a um wealthy business owner she worked with textiles and fabrics and she also uh gave towards jesus's ministry so in, in other words like women were important you know right. we see we see mary um the the brother of uh or, or sorry the sister of lazarus very a uh, huge story in the bible right. about her we see the samaritan woman so in other words it's not like women we just throw you and cast you up to the side that was a cultural thing that mm -hmm. happened in those times but jesus came back to say no we treat women kindly you know he he treated women with respect and he treated them kindly um there was a woman who walked in on this big dinner that was thrown for jesus and his disciples and she walked in crying and carrying oil and she just falls at the feet of jesus washes cry, and washes his feet with her tears and pours oil on his feet and men started there was a man who, that said um <laughs> it's a song i was like what by cc wine old school old school song one of your yeah, old school that songs. song by cc wine it's a great song she could sing she i'm gonna leave can. that in there she has a song called believe for it I highly recommend so good mm -hmm. um so um all the men started saying, oh, look at this woman and Jesus, how you do, do you even know who she is and how you let her touch you? Like she's evil. Like, you know, all these things were said about her. I'm paraphrasing mm -hmm. and adding a little bit of emphasis, but all of this to say, you know, Jesus said, no, you guys have no idea what this woman has just done. Yeah. They the will tell her story. She just poured out. They mm -hmm. will tell her story. Um, when they speak of me, mm. they will know her story. Mm. And well, here we are talking about it. So, in other words, like he, he redeemed women in, in that sense, like he respected them and he gave them their place. And and so, no, there's there's no oppression of women in the Bible there. I mean, uh, Jesus is literally showing us like this kindness towards women. So he exemplifies that for us. And um, so, yeah. So so this lie that all oh, the Bible is oppressive to women and what well, it says submit to your husband. Yeah. But it's also saying your husband better get it together and mm. love you. Right. The Bible so, is clear cut when it comes to gender roles, absolutely. which is a big thing that we wanted to talk about today or the, the culmination of what we wanted to talk about today. The Bible is clear cut. I think we spoke about it in our last episode. Please just refer. Refer to the scripture, refer to the scripture and you will find the answers that you're looking for. Yes, I'm not going to lie. You're also going to have other questions that come up as you find the answers to those questions, but you're still going to find the answers, but you're only going to find them in the scripture. Yes, by word of mouth too, but do the research for yourself. Go and read for yourself. It's for yourself. It, it, it'll help you and the Holy Spirit will continuously begin to reveal things to you. Absolutely. So we hope that this episode has, in many ways, maybe um, 
shown you that the Bible has a lot to say about gender. Yeah. Um, it has a lot to say about marriage. It has a lot to say about what it means to be a man and a woman. And we hope that this has brought in some way some clarity to mm -hmm. you. Um, we say all of these things in love. Like yes. if we see someone who's not living um, the lifestyle that is biblical, we we're not going to we don't throw go stones. up to them and go total Kevin and Karen on them. Like right. that is just not kind. Wow, you threw and that in there. Nice. <laughs> you guys like that? But we're not going to do that. Like that is just, that's just rude yeah. and unnecessary, but we're not going to also hold back from speaking the truth right. or be apologetic about it. Right. Um, you know, everyone has a right to say and think and, and whatever they want. Like everyone has free will. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the beautiful things that God has given us. Um, so we're not going to go and, and be rude and mean and nasty. Like why? There's no point to that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that exemplifies um, the way Christ, Christ dealt with people. Um, or it but, deals with us. Yeah. But we will still speak the truth because we think it helps people. Yes. And, um, we think it's really what God would want us to do. So. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Thank you guys for listening. Please don't forget to leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.